today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Watching the ongoing funeral procession for uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, at this point, it uh, appears the casket uh, now making its way uh, out of the hearst and then uh, moving towards uh, transportation beyond that uh, as we watch this unfold uh, throughout the day. Uh, here is what son George Bush, the 43rd president of the United States, had to say about 41. Your decency, sincerity and kind soul will stay with us forever. So through our tears, let us know the blessings of knowing and loving you, a great and noble man, the best father a son or daughter could have. Hmm. Uh, That's George Bush uh, paying tribute to his father. Let's bring in Chris Edelson. We're going to talk about uh, the Mueller investigation. We just want to get his uh, quick impression of this. Assistant Professor, School of Public Affairs, American University, specializing in uh, constitutional interpretation, presidential power, and, of course, the Russian investigation. Chris, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, thanks for having me on. Your thoughts as uh, we watch this uh, funeral uh, unfold. Uh, I remember on the weekend when news broke of his passing, everyone started talking about it. The tributes poured in from past and, and, and present leaders and such. Is the comparison being made of that time and the time that we're in now? Are people making comparisons to George Bush and then looking at Donald Trump? Yeah, they are. It's certainly something I've spoken to people about and spoken to journalists in the United States about, and I think it's it's natural. Um, one thing people have, have observed is that even when you don't intend to make a comparison, cert- simply the the piece you played of the eulogy from George W. Bush, the son, it's impossible not to notice the contrast. Uh, the, the words that are spoken about George H.W. Bush, about his decency, about his the standing for... Uh, basic principles uh, could not be spoken about Donald Trump. So it's the speakers don't even necessarily intend to make the comparison. Hmm. It just becomes obvious to the listeners. Uh, I was watching some clips and they showed uh, from a past campaign him, uh, George H.W. Uh, Bush, talking about wanting a kinder, gentler America. Does that resonate? Um, I mean, what it makes me think of, and I want to be, I, I think it's important on on this day to give room to people who are grieving for this man, especially his family and people who knew him. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say anything too critical of him. Um, he's not a perfect man. There, during the When he spoke of a kinder, gentler America, it was in the campaign when he, where he had some pretty divisive things to say about his opponent. Um, but the, to me, the really important thing about George H.W. Bush uh, was he was somebody who stood for constitutional democracy. He stood for the post-World War II order. He stood with America's allies, uh, the current president does not, and that's such an important divide and contrast. All right, let's talk about the Mueller investigation. Yesterday when we were scheduled to talk, uh, then at that point, uh, Robert Mueller was going to make his office recommendations to the sentencing of a former national security advisor, uh, uh, Flynn. And as it turns out, he he goes on to say uh, yesterday that uh, his office said that uh, Flynn provided substantial uh, assistance in the investigation and that should be taken into consideration uh, when sentencing and actually said no jail time. Uh, Your thoughts on his reaction, on uh, Mueller's reaction, on, on Mueller's statements? Yeah, it seems important to me, but I want to be careful not to say too much because obviously a great deal of it still remains secret. The documents that were released, the sentencing memoranda, 
uh, they have large redacted portions. Um, but I think what we can fairly infer is that one, Robert Mueller believes that Michael Flynn offered him valuable, helpful, truthful cooperation, um, important cooperation. He described it as substantial cooperation that seems to be leading, that relates to three different investigations, one of which is the Russian investigation, a separate criminal investigation, and a third investigation that's, that's completely redacted. We don't know what it is at all. Um, I think this also Robert Mueller made clear that there are other people who, because of Michael Flynn's cooperation, have also cooperated. So what this tells me is that there's more to come. Um, what exactly that means, I don't know, but it's certainly uh, suggestive of more developments in the future. Uh, critics of the president will say that this is uh, this is proof that there's something there. They've got lots. And, you know, you watch CNN, they're trying to figure out what's even in the, the redacted parts. Um, uh, is that a fair assumption? It's fair to say that there's more to come. What exactly that is, I don't know. Obviously, this is a this is a, a unique investigation because it involves an attack on the U.S. election by a foreign country. Um, it involves questions of whether uh, Donald Trump's team cooperated with that attack, um, whether there are criminal issues and as well as counterintelligence issues related to that. So whenever you get news like yesterday's, the, the information about Flynn's sentencing memorandum, uh, that leaves open the possibility that more people are involved. Of course, it raises questions about how high this goes. We don't know. We don't know for sure. But I guess what I would say, as a to sum it up simply, is if I were somebody in the administration, in Donald Trump's inner circle, Donald Trump himself, I would certainly be concerned. Uh, what does this mean for the investigation moving forward? I mean, is this more reason for Donald Trump to to, to throw out more tweets and, and threaten to kill this investigation? I hope not. I mean, obviously, the unfortunate reality is we know that will happen based on his past behavior, and that's that's really unfortunate to say the least. Um, what I hope will happen is Mueller's investigation will continue to go ahead in whichever directions it leads. We don't know for sure what that means. We will get more information later this week uh, when the, Paul Manafort who Mueller concluded was lying to him and he dropped his cooperation deal over that. There will be some information released on Friday explaining exactly how Manafort lied. We recently got information, really blockbuster information, from Michael Cohen, who entered into a plea deal. And Michael Cohen admitted he entered a guilty plea to lying to Congress about a deal he was working on in Russia with Russian officials during the election. That's really the reason that's so important is because. Even without knowing anything more, we know that Donald Trump was compromised uh, for the past two years, which is a bizarre thing to say. It sounds like something from a spy novel, but what it means is that Russia knew that Trump was working on this deal, and Russia knew that Trump and his circle were lying about it at any time they could have called that lie. So this investigation will move ahead. Um, that We now have one House of Congress that the Democrats will be in the majority in the House, who will be able to support that? So hopefully that means it will move ahead to its conclusion, whatever that is. What is Russia thinking about all of this, especially as they watch this unfold from afar? I'm sorry to say that this is something that I would imagine Russia sees in its, as in its benefit. Based on the public statements that are made by Russian media, they seem to be enjoying this. They have, uh, when Donald Trump showed up at the G20 summit, uh, was it last week, 
and would not speak to Vladimir Putin, other leaders. Russian media, Russian media sort of poked fun at Donald Trump over that and you know, said, oh, the public message being put out is this is over what's happening with Ukraine, but we really know it has to do with domestic politics. It's really... So was, this, was, that, meeting canceled? was that meeting canceled because the, the Cohen story broke at that point, do you think? I, I mean, I don't know what else to conclude other than that Donald Trump was clearly deeply troubled by this and was tweeting about it and sort of sounded like a, a bad character from a mob movie, you know, talking about people who are people who are with him and stand with him will get be treated well and people who are against him like mm-hmm. Michael Cohen should get the book thrown at him. So I don't know for sure, but it certainly seems that way and it certainly the Russians interpreted it that way and that's just very uncomfortable. Again, it goes to my point about the Russians have had leverage over him for quite some time and they're exploiting that. That's that shouldn't be. Uh, do you think as we dig, dig deeper into this investigation, it will be less about Russia and America and more about Trump's personal dealings with Russia, i.e. the Trump Tower in Moscow, that sort of thing? Well, that's a good point. So Donald Trump during his campaign and in his presidency has talked about America first, but it's clear this is Trump first. He put, That's, again, part of what's so troubling about the story with Michael Cohen, the Trump Tower deal. Donald Trump is interested in what's good for him. And so I think at its center, that, that is what all of this is about. Even without waiting for more information, we know that already. And that's just, it's an extraordinary situation for a country to be in. We know in the United States we have a president in the White House who does not think of the national interest. He thinks of his interest. That's a threat to national security. And really, it shouldn't be allowed to continue. In a functioning system, this presidency would not continue. Uh, Donald Trump does not meet with uh, Vladimir Putin at the G20, and that was an issue. And also an issue was the handshake between the Saudi prince and Vladimir Putin. Right. Uh, how does that play into all of this? It was, it was frankly, uh, disgusting to watch. A man who we, we know based on intelligence reports, the Saudi crown prince orchestrated a, a brutal and gruesome murder, exchanging a, you know, a triumphant sort of high five with another murderer, an authoritarian, Vladimir Putin, as some commentators said, it was sort of evidence that they've, they're they sort of saying to the world, we're going to do what we want and we can get away with it. I certainly hope that's not correct, but to watch that unfold publicly is, is really difficult to see. Obviously, we're talking about uh, Flynn and uh, Mueller's recommendation for his sentencing. Could it be that, and as you alluded to, there's there's three investigations going on here, that yeah. he was of substantial assistance, but none of this great info has anything to do with Donald Trump. Is that a possibility? Of course. We don't know, and we shouldn't assume that. We, Sir, it, I mean, first of all, we don't know. Some of the information is so blacked out. One of the investigations isn't even described, and another one doesn't seem to be directly related to the Russian investigation. So those two might have nothing to do with Trump or anyone in the Trump orbit, the the third investigation, the Mueller investigation, does relate to Trump's team, but it might not involve him personally. So, yeah, we certainly do not know that. So is this just a matter of time before Donald Trump tries to shut this investigation down again? Is it just a matter of time as the walls start to close in? Hard to say for sure. I would say based on his past behavior, we would unfortunately have to expect that. Um, for all we know, what's happening now. We, some of these things we found out after the fact. We found out, I think it was earlier this year, maybe late last year, that 
just after Robert Mueller was appointed in June 2017, Donald Trump attempted to have him fired. He instructed the then White House counsel, Don McGahn, to fire him. McGahn refused to do so. So, of course, one of the problems is a lack of transparency. We know there's this new acting attorney general, Matt Whitaker, who seems to be a Trump loyalist. Mm. He, I don't mean to be paranoid about this or you know, a conspiracy theorist, but we don't know what he's doing. We don't know how much control he exerts over the investigation right now. Obviously, it's not complete control because Mueller's moving ahead in some ways, but we, we need to find out more about this, and I think there will be efforts by the new House of Representatives to get information about that. When will this come to a head? I mean, and, and, and are, we, are we almost there with this recommendation for uh, Flynn's sentencing? Such a great question. And I, from a personal point of view, I hope as soon as possible because it's so mentally draining to, to kind of live through day by day, day <laughs> to day. Um, I think the reality is we're not, we're probably not that close. There's been a lot of reporting and speculation before the election even that this would be wrapping up soon, might be wrapping up after the election. I remember when Rudy Giuliani joined Trump's team as one of his lawyers, this was about a year ago, Giuliani said, oh, this will be done soon. That was, this was like a year ago. He was predicting it would be wrapping up soon. That obviously wasn't true. I don't think there's any indication it's wrapping up soon now based on the information in the uh, Flynn documents that there are these other investigations or other witnesses who are cooperating. Um, I don't expect anything to wrap up soon. Whether that means, you know, months or even years, that I don't know. I hopefully, just because it doesn't wrap up soon, though, doesn't mean we won't have more information. And it doesn't mean some pieces might not wrap up. It's mm. possible that there might be conclusions with regard to parts of the investigation, but maybe not all of it. And perhaps that will come sooner than later. But I don't expect the entire investigation to end anytime soon. Uh, Chris, I know you got to run. One quick last question. You oh, yeah. used, the, used the word exhausted. Is America feeling fatigued about this yet? And, or, or does it depend on who you ask, the base or everyone else? Are they tired of talking Trump? I think it depends. I'll say for me personally and people I speak to, which is a lot of you know, professors and journalists who follow these issues, it's not so much being tired of talking about it. It's we're, we're focused on it. We, I know I wake up every single day and think is today the time when we the day when we get resolution. I think we're kind of worn out and we want to know we want to get the whole story. Chris Edelson has been with us, Assistant Professor, School of Public Affairs, American University. Chris, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.